had always had made this statement that there was no disease, regardless of what it was, would stand before the prayer, and no affliction, no matter how bad it was crippled, but what would be healed if I took time for that prayer. You've heard me mention that everywhere, haven't you? And that's true. It's still true. But now, today, the great task is over, and I'm going to let it be to me a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block. And so, to teach me the ways of the Lord better, and that I might live closer to Him. And as I live closer to Him, I can help you people more, and be led by His Spirit. And now, the first thing I wish to do now, before we start in on it, is to have a word of prayer. And then we're going to speak a few moments, and I'll give you some testimonies of some things that's happened. And then we're going to start the prayer line and give plenty of time to pray for everybody that desires to be prayed for, and especially all those who cannot come back to other services. Then I'll give you the reason, and before I say this, before we have prayer, I want to thank God for returning to me again the gift of healing and for more success since Sunday before last and, and then two weeks, and really in praying for the sick, it's been in months, that's right. It comes back more blessed than it was at the first place. And you'll notice it, I'm sure, in the meeting. But first, can we reverently bow our heads everywhere for prayer? Father, dear, we come to thee today just as humbly as we know how to approach thee. And realizing the last time that I stood on this pulpit, I was a condemned man. I stood here and realized how helpless I was without you. To feel your presence leave me, and to see me come here before a little girl that was just merely hard of hearing and just hear go deaf right here on the pulpit. To see a man hard of hearing and return deaf. Oh Christ, I realize without you I'm a failure. I cannot go alone. And so in these times, Father, I decided without you I, I might as well go home. Because it only bring a reproach upon me. And far be it from me, God, to ever do that. They'll all be healed, every one of them. Help me in the testimonies, Father, that I speak of this afternoon. May it be that the people will understand. And may everyone here receive a blessing from people, Father. Every the rich, the outcast, the white, the colored, all. Be with us now and shed forth thy Holy Spirit upon us all. Give glory out of service and help thy tired, weary servant, for we ask that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. My last, the, the last time that God sent his angel down, many of you here, how many have heard about how the gift of healing was brought to me by the angel of God? Most all of you do. Well, dear friends, after realizing laying in that condition for that many hours, I even got a little piece of paper and sketched out before going out. I thought it was the end of life, and I wrote to my wife what to do, and a little sketch to Brother Kitson and a different one like that. And I realized that I have no hold on life to hold my own life, that it might go any time. But if this is my last meeting with you people, the visitation of that angel is true before God. That's right. It's true. And as I stand here with his Bible beside me, 
And he did come. And I have told you the truth. Even if I was going to die this moment, it's true. And, but uh, the thing of it is that in my own nature, I, I love to listen and I like to help everyone that I can. And doing so, I let my nature get away from God. Don't you see? My will of things is not always God's will of things. And people are asking me to do things, and I love people, as I've told you before. At one time, I didn't have many friends because I was considered amongst the people that I was with a city, and I, I didn't have many friends. But since I come out and found God's people, uh, he's given me up in the millions of friends. And I love them so well, so I, I just do anything for them. I, I'm, I realize this with all my heart. If something, if I don't get some kind of a strength from somewhere else, but this time next year, there'll be somebody else doing this besides me. Because no matter how much they try, anyone tries to encourage me, I feel myself, I see my human strength bleeding. It's because that something in my heart reaches out for the people. And I've, I made this statement, I must live by this statement, that I had rather, and when I leave, I always like that style of life, parting, leave behind us, footprints on the sands of time. I want people to know that when I leave, that I have done the very best that I know how to serve God in His church while I was here. That's right, for His church and for His Lord. Now, at Vandale, Illinois, was the time of the visitation of the angel, as I told you last Sunday, you, uh, Sunday week. Do you remember me telling you that, of him coming? The next time, or just before I come here, Sunday two weeks ago, I was in the room. I've been all through Canada and around. I've never seen him at all. And I was sitting looking sideways, and I happened to see something in the room. I turned, and there stood the angel of God standing looking at me. And I fell on my face, but I... I a brother Lindsay was the campaign manager of the campaigns in the North from the Assemblies of God. And he, he stepped into the room. He heard me scream out. He stepped into the room. Why? He didn't mean to. He was a fine man. And, but when it did, it must have interrupted something, and the angel left. And then the following Sunday, I come right on down here. That was on Friday. And Sunday, I come here, and not knowing what part of the Scripture I never get to read in the Bible, but I got the 22nd chapter of the book of uh, Numbers, and in there I began to speak on the prophet Balaam, got up to his part, and when he came down and how God told him in the first place, do not go then, man. But then he prayed again and kept on, and, and finally I believe for Balaam it was the love of money the reason he wanted to go. I'm not sure. I'll never know until I... Come in, I think it was the love of money. But in my case, it wasn't a love of money. It was a sympathy for human beings. And no matter how little or how big, it's all wrong to disobey God. That's right, regardless of what it is. And Balaam, he went on down to there, and the angel of the Lord met him in the way. And when I got to that, friend, I, I don't know, there was something struck me here. And we had just a line laying out, nothing but miracles to be performed, that was all, nothing but miracles. Well, and standing here in the pulpit, when I got up to Balaam, preaching to you all, and I seen that angel standing in the way, and Balaam could not see it, the, the mule he was riding on scene. Then he got to a narrow way, to a narrow place like where a gate went through, 
And there the angel appeared again. And the mule saw it, and Balaam could not see the angel of the Lord. And how that we had disobeyed God so. So then when I did that, I seen then what the appearing of the angel was. And I realized for my first time, that's true. What a mistake that I had made. I had made an assertion to the people of the power of God that even the Son of God never made any statement like that. I made a challenge to bring to what was healed right there for what was coming. To find that how it must have been so good to me to let me get by with such a that when even I didn't make him believe it or not to bring him on, you see, because I knew the strength and the power of God. And how did God let me get by with that, I do not know. Because Jesus Christ, there were many mighty works he could not do. Is that scripture? Because of their unbelief. And look what he was. Look at the power that was in him. And then merely with the gift of healing, challenge anything, belief or unbelief, come on up. And he let me for six months get by with that. That began to break my heart when I seen that. What I had done, I tried to hold up before you people and preach. I couldn't do it. It just melted me right on down and I come to the pulpit. And I seen then that I was preaching and telling how bad Balaam was and I was standing in Balaam's shoes. I was doing the things that the angel of the Lord met me up there and said, don't do it. And I wondered he hadn't visited me for six months and said I was confining too much of the gift of healing to performing miracles. There's miracles performed all along the line. But let God do the picking out that we do. Let me feel led in my spirit wherever the, or whatever the Lord tells me to do. Well, that's, that's scriptural. When Jesus went to honor the pool, where there's as many people in there crippled as there is people probably in this building today and maybe more, he walked in amongst all those people and just picked out one man. He was led of God to do so. He told him, Wilt thou be made holy? He said, Sir, I have no one to put me in the water. He said, Take up your bed and walk. See, he didn't have to argue with him because Christ knew that that man had faith to be healed. And the man picked up his bed and went on. He never healed one more in the city. Walked right on out. He took another man and led him out of the city and sent him talking to him, spitting on the ground, and made a little a little cake and put on his eyes and told him to go wash the pool of Siloam. Many thousands laid in his path. He never healed them all. But when the Spirit turned him aside for somebody, then he had compassion. Not compassion for the human part, because God was speaking through him to go to that person. Then I seen then that I'd made something that was wrong. And I was condemned, and I was ashamed of myself. And I told you people about it. And then I come to the pulpit, and I pray, God, if it's not your divine will and I've done wrong, will you help me? And you make it so that if there is... If I bring any persons in here, and if they're not healed, then I will know from this on, and never in my life will I make that challenge again or have anyone to bring a prayer line or make out a miracle line, as they call it. And you know what happened? The very first person was brought, that little girl, I hope she's here today, from California, I believe it was, and she was hard of hearing, and I talked to the child beforehand. And I put my hands up on her, and the vibrations was hitting my hands from probably sometime a bursted eardrum that had caused an infection in a little something you grow over, a little growth, because it had a life somewhere. And the vibration stopped, and I said to you, as always, uh, the child is healed. And 
I'll try to talk to her, and I couldn't even yell at her. I beat my hands together, and she couldn't hear. I turned her, took her over her hand, the vibrations back. I cast it forth again, and it come back. So I left the child alone. The next come was another man hard of hearing. I said, do you believe, sir? He nodded his head real, I'm going to call out to him. He nodded his head and bowed his head. And when I did, I told Holy Sand, no vibration. That was purely spiritual, by anointing of the Spirit, dead nerves probably. And when I prayed for that man, he couldn't even hear me beat my hands together behind And I seen that I was condemned. And there I stood in this pulpit for the first time, and I knew what it meant for a man to be left alone without God. I was helpless. I'm ashamed of myself before you, friends, today. I'm ashamed of it. I am. And I'm sorry that it had to happen here in Phoenix, but it had to happen somewhere. That's right. And it happened here. I went off, and Brother Sherritt and I, we went out, and I was, I was weary. I couldn't sleep. I started up on a plane. I started crying in the plane. The hostess come around and said, what's the matter, sir? I, I couldn't tell her. She wouldn't understand. I got off the plane. I went in. The ministers, when they come and met me and tucked me in, they put me to bed and they got in and they began to talk to me. And a Reverend Baxter, a wonderful man of God, he came into the room, slipped in by himself. He said, Brother Branham, said, I can assure you that the gift of healing hasn't gone from you. That gifts and callings are without repentance. That God will deal with you, but he absolutely would be untrue to his promise if he took the gift from you. That he can't leave you. Said Samson slept all night with a harlot, and the next morning walked out and picked the gates up and walked away with him. See? That's right. And David and so forth, now like I said, he'll deal with you. Said Moses smoked the rock when he's supposed to speak to it. See? Said that's right, but the waters come forth. That was true, but said, he'll deal with you, and he'll make you pay for it, but the gift is there. Somehow I just couldn't, I, I straight it was gone. I couldn't feel God at all, nowhere. And I'll, I hope and trust that I'll never, in all the days of my life, have to go through another three days like that. That, that was hell on earth, friends. It was, I, I, the God, God was gone. The angel was gone. The Holy Spirit, I, I, I had nothing. That vibration hit my hand. You never know how I felt. I knew that it was still there before I prayed for the little girl. I'll never be guilty of I'll never, I'll, I'll do everything that I can for you, and I'll walk humbly and quietly as I know how to walk. And the little girl was also deaf and dumb and had tuberculosis. That's the little girl around had her, she could speak here, and her tuberculosis was gone. Got a healer. Then following that same night, I've got their pictures here. I'll, I will go to bring it to you, friends. I'm sorry, I've been so nervous and broke up. And a picture from the mute school up there that their teacher... They brought seven children from the mute school that was born deaf and dumb, and five of them got into the line that night, and all five are pronounced perfectly well. I've got their pictures, their testimony, and sent home to their loved ones, all five of them. Born deaf and dumb, pronounced by the doctor. Not the doctors, they take them over to California, and California doctors pronounce them well. Five of them. I've got, I've got letters there then from... A legal defense and everything like that if they come in. The governor of the state of Oregon come to my meeting and the governor of the state of Idaho setting my meeting night before last. And some of their leading doctors and everything. So the Lord has just now begun to bless, you know, in that way. So it just moved out wonderfully. And, and I am so thankful. May I never be guilty. And the way I do the people now. I found out that these last two weeks has put forth more miracles 
in any two weeks' time that I have ever had, I just pass the people through the line and pray for them. Then when something up all me stops and pulls the people, maybe someone doesn't have enough faith or something, then when they come through, it stops me. And then that's when uh, miracles are performed on the pulpit. Otherwise, I only go as God says, stop. Not what some man says do. I'll bring my mother and you make her get well. She's crippled and the neighborhood will bleed. I find out if you it brings more reproach than it does anything else. And just, that's right because she don't believe in the first place. And so, and mostly like that, people take advantage of that. So I, if God has forgiven me for it, I know. And I will never want to be guilty of that again. And in these last two weeks, there's been more miracles performed in my services than there has been in the last three, four months or five. That's right. More miracles. And we couldn't even take care of the crowds. If there's anybody here from the Oregon meetings and over there, they realize that our auditoriums and the skating rinks and the pavilions and things we would get to, they'd just be thousands turned away each night and thousands times thousands. Uh, uh, brought into the place, and the Lord has been blessing and doing great things. Now, there's been more people get well since then, because I was just trying to get down where God wanted me to be. And I'm sure that you understand it. I want, do you understand what I mean now? I'm not supposed to work miracles for the cause of people, if God should stop me on anyone. But now, dear friends, here's what it is. The vibrations move just the same. That's God's divine gift. Now, if he's going to take that away from me, I'd rather not come out of this book at this afternoon. Because when I can't be a help to someone else, I don't want to stay here. And I, I, then I went ahead and I started through the line, and the people began to see. After that, God began to perform more miracles than ever. Sometimes they'd be prayed for and go back and sit down with crutches. And it would raise up all at once. The power of God would come up on them, sitting in their, in their seats and throw down their crutches and run through the building real fast. And, here would be some on a cot laying there just shaking with palsy. All at once, while they've yet been prayed for, maybe a half hour before, they stop shaking and raise up out of the cot, and some of them would go home, and, and maybe be home maybe a few hours, and woke up in the night or something like that. And here they come back to the services, just a praising God, healed, you see. But that's what the people's got to do. They've got to believe it, you see. It's got to be a part, like Mary told, or Jesus told Mary and Martha, Take ye away the stone. See, you've got something to do yourself, and you've got to believe it, and God will work it. Like here, this way, I was taking all away from people. I was the one doing it all, you see. But there, you've got something to do yourself, and you go, and you believe, and you'll get healed. And a little boy, it was so pathetic, the little fellow come by. Now, I might just tell this, it's hanging there in the auditorium now. A little boy with braces over his legs. And he comes through the polio. He said, Brother Bram, he said, will you say the prayer for me? I said, yes. And his mother was there. And I said, and she said, if you just say the prayer for him, Brother Bram. And I said, all right, sister. And I said, now you're not, she said, I do not desire miracles. She said, I just desire you to say the prayer. And I had the prayer for the little boy just a moment and laid hands upon him. And brother, sister, two nights after that, the little boy was standing at the door at the entrance where I come in. These braces hanging on his back. He was standing there. See the simplicity, the humbleness of the mother. But no, brother, I can believe God. I don't have to see any outstanding miracles. But I can believe God. And then my ministry become more blessed than it ever was in the first place, you see. So, and
and there the little boy standing there and shake his little limbs just like that. And three nights time now, the little boy was back and had the braces hanging on his shoulders while standing there. Held him up big shoes. He even had to had the shoes made to keep his braces while there you are. That's it. That's what if you can see for him. Don't put so much reliance on man. Put your faith in God, who is almighty, you see. Because won't work anything, but his will heal you. And you just, with the simplicity of a child, believe that you're going to get well. And believe that this little prayer is what God asked me to say for you. And you shall have what you've asked for. You just believe it. Now, into that. Then I want to tell you about what happened. At the end of the week, there were so many people coming in from, they come from Canada, from everywhere. And so all the touring, I never seen the sun shine until I come back to Phoenix. I was so glad to see the sun, I didn't know what to do. And I was looking up there where we had to pay, went into a restaurant and had to pay 50 cents for a grapefruit, two half a grapefruit, 50 cents. And I seen where you, I said, this is God's king. <laughs> right, you see him growing on the trees and, and like that, and 50 cents a piece for grapefruits. And I said, well, I can go down there on the street and kick them around like footballs in Phoenix. I said, oh, friends, you guys, the most lovely place in the world to live. I just wish you could just get together and pray. And You, you could have the best church in the world right here. The best union of people, you've got everything. Up. The brother a while ago, I was so nervous, so he take me out to ride me around, Brother Sherrod, and to ride me around a little bit before coming to the meeting. And I said, let's look at this paradise here. Why, <laughs> you're ready for the millennium if you just get together. <laughs> That's right. You're ready now. So it's certainly wonderful and nice. Now, then on the Friday night, last Friday night, I'd had my reservations made through to come down to Phoenix for the services, as I had promised to do. And uh, so the planes was grounded all week long. Then I said, I'll catch a bus and go over to San Francisco, and perhaps the fall would drive away sometimes to be off for an hour. Then it would come back, and planes would go around, and then they got a chance to come down to the land in San Francisco. It's awful foggy. And I said, I'll go over by bus. And I was getting so weak. And here's how the gift is to begin working. And therefore, I know now it's something either I'll have to let up and, or I won't be long. The people passed by me. They never even put their hands on me or me that owned them. And they passed by me. And such strength went from me on account of that healing. Those people believed I didn't have to pray for them. Their faith reached in and got it, you see. Just the same as I was praying for them. So I got so weak in the prayer line on the last night where nearly 3,000 passed by me alone on that night. 3,000 till I collapsed in the floor. And they picked me up all around the arms, two men, and packed me to the door. And there'd been many spirits that went out of the people and got into others. And one woman had went in saying she was got her mind off the Lord. Or some woman was talking to her, sitting there. She turned around while I was praying, was talking to the woman. And an insane spirit came up on her. I had to leave the poor soul like that. She's still insane. And there's many epileptics that went from one to another like that. And um, then when I started out the door, I went to the, to the bus station. And the Brother Lindsay and some of the, the ministers, they said, Brother Branham, you can't start like this. I said, I want to go back to Phoenix. And they said, well, I said, such a thing has happened. I want to go tell them that our Heavenly Father has granted me another chance. So I, I said, I, I want to go tell them. And they said, well, you can't go. One lady said, I'll drive in a car. And I said, no, ma'am, I'll take a bus. And so I waited out there and at the, started off, and we went to wait for the bus, and I got my ticket to San Francisco and setting, and the bus come in. It was already three hours late. In the fog, you couldn't hardly see it all. And while sitting there, 
at the table, I so nervous, I passed beyond the reach of human senses again, and they thought I was asleep. And then they taken me on, when I roused out of it, well then the, the bus, when it's come in, around towards 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, why, he couldn't go no farther, he had to put up, he couldn't even drive over the mountains, and that threw me out and cleaned us all together. Then when I went home, went over there, I began to see myself sailing real fast, and then 44 hours, I got normal. Then when that had taken place, then I knew then how weak I was and how weak my body was. I went, from that, I began to feel weak and weary, and so I went on to the meeting, and I come back again to Phoenix now to pray for you. You'll understand, won't you? You'll understand and believe me with all your heart. And when these sick people pass by, remember, they'll get well. You just go believe. And if you come by, your faith will reach in and take a hold of that gift of healing. You'll be healed. Don't you believe that all of you? If it works, ever works. And listen, you dear people of Phoenix here, I want each one of you to go to your pastors, each one, and say, let's have union revival here in Phoenix. Don't you think you could do that? Have union revival to get everybody saved and going living for God. Don't you believe you can do that? Sure you do. If you just only believe, have faith, and believe God, for He wants to do that, and He cannot come. And I hate to know that little Phoenix is left out of the program. Now, to catch back to my scripture where I left off at, you remember Joshua, all the way through the scriptures, do bring the children of Israel. It's tied down to the last part. Is that right? Now, I've told you that how the children of Israel had three journeys. They did. Three stages of their journey. Is that right? And the church has come to his third stage. Is that true? You remember? Back with the evidence of the new land. And that's where you people stand now. But you remember the church could not believe. They got into confusion and went out into the desert again. And there the they begin to get sick, and there's where the brazen serpent, the gift of gift to the church. Is that right? After Pentecost. Look, after the Pentecostal church got broke up in so many, you full gospel, then sickness came into your midst. You notice one more thing before I close this series of this. Now before, now shadows and types, come on up to this hour. If that was shadow and type, then the rest of it must come to pass. Now, so that you'll get this, and I want you ministers especially to get this. Remember, their leader, Moses, all the time was the type of Christ, the Spirit today. Is that right? But Moses never took the people across Jordan. There was a new order of him. Was that right? Moses never took the people across Jordan. The church manager. Joshua took the people across. Is that right? And friends, our great organization is not going to take the church across the Jordan. I remember that. Joshua is coming on the scene. See, God is going to send the nine spiritual gifts to the church. He's going to pull it together and she'll cross Jordan. Remember he said, rise now and let's cross this Jordan. He said to Joshua. Now I believe if there ever was a time of all the church history, that voice is now, rise, we're going to cross Jordan now. That's right. The church has been pulled through everything. It's broke up in sect here in the denomination, 
This is my last word, don't it? And I tried hard. I, I love peace. I love you people. I, I'd like to see everything in one heart and one accord. I'd like to come here and make this my home where I could you just have every Sunday afternoon service on and on and on as far as that goes until Jesus comes. But I, I can't do it myself. But I'm going to give you my vision. Now is the time that our churches, they will not agree with one another. See? And it's time for you people to agree with one another, the church itself. And this is the wedge, the gift that's coming into the church that's pulling it from both sides. Not pulling people out of their churches. No, you go right to your same church. Your church is all right. Your organization, I have nothing against that. But brother, don't ever think that you're a little bit better than somebody else or somebody's a little lower than you. You remember, we're all on one equality with God. We're his sons and daughters. And if we're sons and daughters of God, let's act like it, talk like it, and live like it, and be like it. Sons and daughters of God. And now, these gifts is what's doing that. See, the system's changed. The church has led the world ever since Martin Luther's time. Is that right? But the church age is dying out now. That's right. That's the Moses part. It's dying out because as Moses failed God, so has the church failed God. I mean the denomination. You see what I mean? How many things you understand while I'm speaking? Thank you, friends. Look, Satan tries to tell me sometimes that they, they don't get it, but I know you do. See, that has failed. The church has failed because it's got to a place, if you're not Methodist, you're not in it. If you're not Baptist, you're not in it. If you're not belong to the assemblies of God, you're not in it. If you don't belong to the oneness, you're not in it. If you don't belong to this one or that, you're not in it. The church has failed. See, instead of bringing the people together as one body, it separated them out. Just like Moses, instead of speaking to the rock, he smoked the rock, you see, and it failed. So the church will never take the people over Jordan. That's right. But now, God has changed his order. And he's sending back, you will mark my word, there's great men on the road to this world. That's right. There's great powers on the road to this world. And it'll be a people that'll call out of people. Remember, come out of her to my people. Is that right? Babbling, confusion, that. And not the people now, not out of your churches, but come out of that confusion among you, you see. Come out, let's serve God with one heart, one mind, and one heart. Is that right? And then God will take his church over Jordan and over Dan. Now, you believe that with all your heart. I was just reading here. How many of you, I know I know you haven't got the herald of truth. This Reverend Kissinger, you've never issued this yet, have you? This is the new herald, herald of truth. And I was noticing in there this year, this month, whoever got it. The other night I had a surprise. My wife has, when she heard that I had had that exhaustion and passed out up there, she liked to kill the poor little thing. And she, weary, I never, she saw backward, I couldn't get her to have her picture taken. But she finally took it and she sent it to me and I was talking to her a little while ago. And my little girl, 20 months old, prayed for me on the over the telephone. Bless her little heart. And daddy, uh, Jesus helped my daddy. Jesus helped my daddy to come home. And uh, they got our pictures in there this month. Uh, hers and mine and my secretary, Brother Coxie, Sister Coxie. They're very fine people. And in here, I happen to notice some testimony that I wish to, to read just a little bit. And it's, uh, that was healed by this one. Many good doctors under down. She went wild. She only seen it was like a little suction big hole. You can see her little picture there. 
She just a little chunk of human love, that's all. And God healed her instantly, right then. She got from the bed after laying there month after month and walked down in her little pajamas. Well, you couldn't even get around her. She had one herself and everything. She had blood all over and everything. She just calmed in a moment and walked in her little pajamas with her little slippers on down to the soda fountain and drank the soda with me. And people coming from all over everywhere looking at her. I had a testimony here that I, I wanted to read. You know... Uh, accordingly, I've got about 15 minutes now to get to these testimonies to you and then have the time for the prayer for the state. Here not long ago, I guess in the midst of the people, there was a, the, you all read the, the Zeusa News. Anybody get the Zeusa News? All right. Did you, get, did you ever get that Jonesboro Evening Sun, that great write-up it went? You notice in the Zeusa News in there of uh, where I was to fly to California in the Jonesboro Sun that was placed in there, about flying to El Dorado in an airplane for a case that was dying with cancer. Anybody read that in the Azusa News? I was having services there. There's for a minister standing at the platform, big cancer hanging on him, all probably that big, hanging on his neck. The doctor said there's no chance for him. And standing there with the reporters, standing there flashing the pictures, the cancer turned white, fell off of his neck, and rolled over my feet. I've got an alcohol now. There was a pit in his neck, his picture in the paper showing. There was a man who'd set in a wheelchair for, for I forget how many years, bound down like this, was sitting there in the chair, a Baptist deacon, and he a moment got up out of the chair and walked through the building glorifying God and things like that. And then I was flown down to El Dorado with a little Zessner, a plane to a girl that was a poor people, that was the girl expecting to die at any time. She'd been a cripple all of her life, a victim of polio. She's about 28, 30 years old. And the cancer had become a fibrous cancer and went all through her. And the doctors, I spoke to him as it went in after the plane landed. And they had me, went out there and met me and took, taken me in to the home. And there was, the doctor said that he cut around four to six pounds of cancer out of her, of surplus where it grew. He sold the girl back up and less than two weeks' time, more than that had grown back in her again. There was no hopes at all, nothing at all. And her people was keeping it from her. Well, I went, I never shall forget. This may not mean much to you people, or some of you, but think of that would have been your mother, of that had been your daughter. It means much to me. I have to answer for these things at the judgment bar. And just a while ago, I happened to pick up, I've dreamed of this girl last night. And here I picked up the little Herald Truth while I go and read her testimony in here. And then just how it come out like that. It's such a coincidence. Then standing there, walked into the house, rather, the little humble white cottage there in El Dorado. Going in, the loved ones were standing in the yard, and they were all looking and watching for me to come. And I went in, I gathered the family together. I said, does she know what's wrong with her? She said, no, don't tell her, Brother Brandon. I said, no, I can't promise that. Said, well, we've never let her know. I said, now the first thing, I want to know if you all have faith. Said, well, we've heard of others, and poor old man standing there, the old blue shirt on, you know, her daddy, the great big fellow, and he's just crying. I said, now don't cry, Dad. I said, don't cry. I said, now that'll cause your faith to be wavering. I said, you must believe that at the at what you, the requirements for your child is now met. I said, are you a Christian? And he said. 
Brother Brandon, she's the only one of the bunch that's a Christian. But I guess that we're too mean. So that's the reason she's God taking her from us, because we're not Christians. And I've seen them the opportunity that God has given me. Don't never fail your opportunity. And there was at least about 15 or 18 of them standing in the little kitchen. And I said, are you all relatives yet? I said, is any of you a Christian? And one of them was a member of the Church of, of uh, Jesus Christ. And that was as much as any of them was in the line of Christianity. I said, will you do this? If God will let this girl live, will you promise him that every one of you will, will repent, every one of you, and be Christians and be baptized and so forth? They, everyone said, we'll do it, if God will do it. Well, I walked, I, he said, I'll tell you, you want to come out, what happens to the girl? And I went into the room, not letting anyone in there. Poor girl was laying there. They just had a few days to live, just maybe two or three more days that should be done before she was thinking passing. And so I walked in, she said, I presume that you're Brother Branham. And I said, yes, ma'am. And she, her side was still open, more than didn't heal or nothing, more the cancer was taken from her. And oh, she was swollen way up like that. Just pounds of that flesh had been taken out. And just where the cancer, you know what a fibrous is like that, just went right through it, and it just surplus flesh growing all the time. And so she said, uh, uh, well, I presume that you're Brother Branham. I said, yes. And she said, Brother Branham, I understand that you can tell people what's wrong with them. I've seen right and what was happening. And she, I said, yes, ma'am. By the help and mercy of God, I can. She said, Brother Branham, will you tell me what's wrong with me? She said, they, they won't tell me. She said, I know the way you're coming here. Horrible cancer hitting. And I said, yes, ma'am. You'll be honest with me, Brother Branham. I said, if I be honest. I took a hold of her hand. I said, yes, ma'am. It's the cancer. I thought it was good. But besides that, that your, your doctor, as I met him out there in the kitchen when they were talking, says that your time was in the next two or three days. And she, she said, there's one that there's nothing between my soul and the Savior. She said, it's worth more than saying. She said, I've tried to leave my and I, I could. And said, and I said, maybe this is the opportunity. They all love you so well. I said, they everyone promised now that if you got well, that you would serve God. She said, they did. And just saying, Brandon, now remember, one day I'm going to leave this world myself. The angel told me if it would take place, it took place just then. I felt it. And I went down and had prayer for her. The vibration stopped. And I said, Sister, you're going to be well. She said, Brother Brandon, I don't know what that means. She said, but just, I just know I'm going to be well again. And I said, You are. You're going to be well. I walked out and all the people out there in the kitchen crying. I walked out and shut the door as they come out. They said, Well, what about it, Brother Brandon? I said, Thus says the law. The girl will live. Her poor old daddy just broke down and crying. Here's her testimony, wrote in this paper. Listen. Here's, she quoted my words here. Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. He is also performing miracles in these last days. On May the 16th, 1947, the doctors found it necessary to operate on me. When they did, they found a raging cancer. All that... All... All that some of the best doctors of this city could say was that my time was very short. My friend, God, came on the scene. Brother Brandon flew here from Jonesboro, Arkansas, by plane, and prayed for me. 
the Lord immediately killed the cancer germ and healed my body. I can never get through thanking the Lord for sending Brother Branham to pray for me and for the healing of my body. Mrs. L-A-D-D-I-E-M-Y-R-I-C-K, Liddy Mary, 325 West Cook Street, El Dorado, Arkansas. Right to it. See? Now, if that woman were the best of doctors with that cancer, it was no miracle. It was a miracle. She accepted it as a miracle, but it was weeks later before she was perfectly well. But the, I told her the germ of that cancer was dead. She believed it, and that's what happened. Can't you believe the same thing? Now, one more little thing kind of boosted my heart when I read this. It was a dear mother in Canada. And give me your undivided attention now that I read this little article. We'll have prayer and have a healing service. All things are possible. Title to that. Humbly dedicated to Reverend William Branham about a Canadian mother. There's where God heals. Bless their hearts. I'll never forget them. And that little song of all things are possible. You can just hear it sung anywhere. They say you hear a mother rocking her baby. She's singing it. And out on the street they're singing it. In their work they're singing it. All things are possible. And they've got a revival sweeping from from coast to coast through Canada. Everywhere. Little churches that was once turned down. They reopened them again. Missionaries or evangelists that went out into the field there and opened it up. Such a stirring. That's what we need, isn't it, friends? Now listen real close. There are some, dear Lord, that you have chosen called out from this world of sin to be ready to go or ready to stay as the Master has called to him. You only choose the pure in heart and those that will follow you. Then, dear Lord, you'll give to them a priceless gift as no one else can do. Oh, Heavenly Father, we love you so as you sent an angel down. He came with a message, Oh, how sweet, and promised on one a crown. The angel said, I will give to you the gift of healing divine. Will you go and tell them to believe this promise then is thine? Yes, Lord, I'll do my very best. As he knelt at the throne of grace, I know, dear Lord, all is possible. I'll do it at thy request. I'll go, dear Lord, where you want me to go. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll pray for the dumb, and they shall speak. I'll pray for the blind, and they'll see. You'll be healed just to get one touch from him. And he follows along the they follow along the sidewalks for one simple glance at him. The sick are brought from north and south, and some are lame. Some are brought to be healed. Oh, angels, dear him, dear him, to cast the devil from this child, and it shall be. Oh, Jesus, Lord and Savior, 
do keep and bless thine own, that they henceforth bless thy servants, whom thou hast loved with thy power, and give him strength from thee to that blessed hour. Our Heavenly Father, I thank thee for this humble privilege that I have, dear God, that someone has, that they believed, Father, and thy angel, who so dearly hoped, and this dear person who has formed it into poetry now, I pray, Father, that you'll let me always be humble, and may today the dumb speak and the blind to see, and that child that is possessed with that devil, may it be cast out. Just a touch from these all I want, Lord, to know that you're standing near. I know, Father, that all demons are subject to these. Your great power is near us. Nothing can stand. And I pray that you will heal everyone here in peace. Father, today in this auditorium, for this is where thou hast taught me a lesson to listen to God instead of man. Oh, Father, help me. Never again, Father, never to do anything that would be displeasing to thee. And may now, Lord, that last Sunday or Sunday week, for such a rebuke to me, may this Sunday be a great blessing to me, Father, to see thy people kneel in this auditorium today. I pray that thou will grant it, Father, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, I ask it. Now, soon be 34 years. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of preachers of the different faiths and of our own faith, Pentecostal faith. I have never yet met a man manifesting the humility from day to day that Brother Bannon manifests. The weight of this is crushing the very life out of him. You don't realize what it means to fight the powers of darkness. All the powers of the enemy are turned loose against you. You perhaps only have a small portion against you. Remember the reason that Jesus suffered so on the cross. It was not because of his own sins, but because the powers of hell were determined to question so if you have anything special from God, the powers of darkness are going to do their best to crush you. So this afternoon, we want you to do your best now to believe God. You heard what Brother Bannon's had to say. How many of you now believe that God is here, that he will? He, I see your hands if you believe it. God bless you. That's all it takes is faith. So we want you to be humble and believe. I'll be back with you in just one second. We have a case waiting at the door, brought in an ambulance. Diane Kench. Brother Bannon's slipping out to pray for this one now while we're going to the prayer line. Kid, if you'll be there now, I want to start the prayer line now. All of you listen attentively so that you know. I don't 
50 miles away from here. You let those folks come first. Those who live over 50 miles away and have been here three services or more. Now, please don't take advantage of these things, friends, when we ask a question like this. If you do, here's what may happen. The disease may stay on you and you get something else. Remember that you're not just dealing with us. We want to be just as fair with you as we can be. Now, the reason I say this is because people take advantage. Now, I'm going to give you a little illustration for a moment, because Brother Brown will be out there just a minute. You'll hinder us if you don't do it. Now, we, we want you to please be as obedient and as nice as you can, because it'll interfere. You'll cheat yourself and somebody else out of an opportunity. Please do not stand or get in the prayer line at all until we call for you. Now remember, we want as Brother Brandon prays, everybody keep your heads bowed, be as humble as you can, bowed with all. Shall we bow Our Heavenly Father, please now for this evening. Dear Jesus platform again today. After two weeks absence, and here stands lovely people who are wanting to be well. I've tried humbly to tell them, Father, that your blessing was if they would just believe me. Their faith, Lord, is what makes them whole. Their faith to believe it. And now may each one that comes by be touched with thy divine power. And I pray now as I feel your angels standing so near. Oh God, may we bless each one and they be well. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Please, sister, with all your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, seeing that our sister here is suffering with this hideous demon, thou art near to liberate her, Father, that she will be well. Grant it, dear God. Thou spirit of the devil that has bound this woman, I adjure thee by Jesus Christ to leave her. Now walk right up and down the steps. 
miracle has been performed on the lady. Well, home, teacher. Now you raise your head. There she is, stiffened up with arthritis. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Let's give God a praise of this type, friends. He has work. She was crippled up with arthritis. Now bow your heads every morning and be in prayer. Just be real reverent like that. God will just bring great things to us. I believe you, Our Heavenly Father, I thank thee for thy goodness and thy mercy. And I pray, dear God, that you'll show mercy to our dear brother who's come many miles now to be healed. Help him, Father, while we pray. Satan, thy power of infirmity, lead the man in the name of Jesus Christ. I truly believe him. Sir, the only you heard me tell about the lady with cancer a while ago. Yes. Well, now the same thing that happened to the lady with the cancer that was dying has happened to you now. Every vibration, everything that I know to tell you, it's over. But you think going to you? God bless you, sir. I'll ask God to let you have back your eyesight again. I see you have a little more than that, old you, don't you? Yes. Oh, I see. That's kind of admirable. Now, there's only one way I'd ever be able to know those things. Tell you that to be by God, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Or the only way I know to handle it, I can tell the vibrations, so you got asthmatic feeling for you. I just believe with all your heart. Our Father, you who reveals the secrets of all hearts, I pray that you'll be merciful to sister now. Answer by your grace and your help. Oh God, thou knows how I feel standing here now, since Sunday before last. Your presence gone, and now your presence here is that each one is passed through. Help our sister, Father, just now to be healed. And this demon has come upon her to cause this trouble, and her eyes are going blind. Thou art in Jesus Christ's name. Come out of the woman. In the name of Jesus Christ. Four sixty one speaking. But aberration is not soul. You gotta look around through the room just a little bit. Look around. See those lights up there? Can you count them? Point to them. Let's see if you can point them. That's right. Exactly. Somebody out in the audience, raise your Fifteen lights she sees in the building now. Why, someone raise your hand up out there. You see them hands? You see them hands? I wonder if that lady there with the green-looking coat on, kind of a, a gray hair. Yeah. Has she got just one finger up or she got her whole hand up? Now, she changed it. Just, now, just, now, keep it just... Uh, raise your hand up again, sister. 
Yes. Can you tell her? Can you see that she's got a green sweater on from here? Yes, yes. Yes, ma'am. That's fine. How many fingers would you think she had? She's holding up there. Did you count that far? It's kind of shadowy, but that's exactly right. Now say praise the Lord, everybody. Can you raise your hand? Now, sister, you're excited to come to me. perfect, well woman. Let's give God the praise by giving everybody. Someone asked me the other day, why did these people said, what I can't understand, Brother Brandon, is the people who are prayed for, and when they're healed, said, the people at Pentecost, they usually like to shout so much, that one of them don't do more shouting in. I said, they're just dumbfounded. They're just, they just, it's just happened then. I said, you ought to go outside the building sometime and see them when they're coming out of the building, then you would understand. All right. Now, bow your heads, everyone. I'll be praying.
Hỏi thảo tài dưới gì vậy? Father, realize that life is near the end for this dark sister. She's going to leave us, Father. She's going out into dark eternity, somewhere. Thou knowest her condition, and knows her soul, and knows where she'd go to if she died. You know us all, Father. You know us the name. You know every hair of our head. You know all about us. Our doctors have done all they can do, all in their knowledge. They've given her x-rays and they've given her treatments and she constantly is now the cancer is cleaning her life. Thou alone can heal her, Father. Thou, demon, I adjure thee by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you come out of the woman. Now, where do you live at? Globe, Arizona. Nice country up there, isn't it? I want you to look at me. Yes, I'm trying to look at me. I don't want you to be melancholy. I want you just to try to just let yourself relax now. You're going to try. Are you, have your, you're married? Have some children? I have a boy from You have a boy overseas. You want to see him again, don't you? I want to see you too. Now look, I want you to be honest with me. I'm honest with you. You'll do the same to me. I will. Now there's something holding you back from your healing. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Shall I tell you you're out? Just let it go. You, 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 you know I know what it is, don't you? All right. No. No, I know nothing revelation. Now, you're sure. Yes, you can. God can take it away from you. Yeah, but now look. There's no way in the world can you ever know that. Only by the revelation of God. But I found this cancer won't leave you. See, that's your reason it's holding you. Now you quit. Will you do it? By the mercy, you'll do it. Sure, he will deliver you. Father... She's willing now to lay it on the altar. God of heaven, you know how I could find that out. And I pray, dear God, that you'll take the desire from her now and that you'll never do it again. Satan, upon the confession of this woman, upon her desire to serve God with a pure heart, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of the woman. Now, sister, look at here. Every vibration has stopped. You're free from your habit also. Go on now and serve God with all your heart. You'll see your voice, Christmas. Put your arms around his neck and tell him mother's delivered. Every vibration has stopped. You've got a funny feeling, haven't you? Yeah. That habit's gone from you, too. Now, keep it away from him as long as you can. I'm going to 
right, sister. God bless you. That's a good spirit to have. I just keep your good down person. I know. This lady comes here to this service today. She flew from Chicago here, and she's suffering here with a tuberculosis. She got a hemorrhage. I just had a hemorrhage here. Dear God, Thou will regard faith. I imagine, Father, if that brazen serpent was still lifted up on the plain, that people would fly across the sea to get to look upon that brazen serpent. Because they know that others looked at it and were healed. And, oh, Father, Thou hast not lifted up a brazen serpent today, but Thou hast ordained Thy gift. And the people are coming everywhere. And, Father, this poor woman coming down from my own home country to be prayed for thousands of miles across the mountains and deserts, She's laid in that hotel up there, Father, close to where somebody who didn't take you and committed suicide. And she's heard the screams and howls all week long. But Almighty God, you're here today to stop the hemorrhage, to send her back home. Well, woman, granted, Father, will you hear the prayer of your humble servant? Father, I believe that woman will live a consecrated life to you and give you all the praise and glory if you will grant this to her. Now will you hear me, Father, this moment that's been looked forward to for weeks. Grant it, Father. Now, demon, bound my sister. I assure thee shall leave her in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I adjure thee, come out of her, in the name of Jesus Christ. Not one Bible God done. God rewarded the woman of her fine faith. Oh, eternal God, and who's suffering here of you, Father. I pray for her healing in the name of thy son, Jesus. Young lady, look here. you got an infection in your body. Lord. I can't catch this what it is. Why don't you look at my hand here? Look at this one here. Now, why this one? Look at that one here. Watch Even I believe you could almost feel that vibration yourself. You feel a little roar like that's the hardest I feel, felt one hit coming through my whole body and shaking my whole being. Can you feel that? That's only the fourth time that anybody's ever felt a vibration himself. Friends, I want you to raise your head a minute. Here's the vibration hitting so hard on the hands of a lady can feel the, the shaking of my own hand. Can you feel it, sister? Tell him there. Yes, I do feel it. She can feel it herself. Now she's suffering with a heart trouble which is causing a block in her heart. She's got asthmatic troubles also. She's extremely nervous. A deep thinker. Real worry about things before it happens. And then, so now I want you to watch my hand, sister, yourself. So it's, you can feel it if it stops. You can feel it. You must have a very good face or something. I don't know. Where are you from? Superior. Superior. Is that Arizona? Or 
Well, that's the first time, that's the fourth person that I've ever known that felt the vibration, the reaction of it. It's not the, the rolling and tumbling, but it's hitting so hard on my hands, it's rolling back there, she can feel it back. Now, it's by your head. You watch my hands, sister. And if it turns, it'll turn back normal like this one here, if that leaves. Or you can tell it when it feels. Now, you see when the feeling of that leaves in my hand don't turn normal. Father, I pray for sister that you will heal her. Thou demon, I adjure thee by Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, come out of the woman. You don't feel it now, do you? Look at my hand. How you gonna raise your head, audience? Stop now, have you? Don't feel it at all. And there, my hands turn white. Now you've got a reaction of what I feel in, vi in vibrations for the sick people. Now I want you to give a little testimony here. It felt to you more like uh, like you'd put your hand up on a, a rail that was charged with electricity, kind of shaking. Is that right? And while I was praying, when it began to lope, jump, and then all at once it went away. Is that right? Yes. That's one of your Arizona women. That's one of your women from Arizona here. And then when you look down, my hand, which was red and had white spots on it, it turned white. Is that right? That's right. Now, that's, I don't know the lady. never seen her in my life before. Is this your first time here? No, been here every Sunday. Been here every Sunday. Wait till you get right. Well, you should go home now rejoicing, sister, because you're healed. Oh, God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord, everyone. That's mighty fine. God be praised and blessed for A little lady from Superior. Where is that at here in Arizona? Up towards Globe. Up towards Globe. I've seen your ad in the paper where you're cooperating at mighty fine. Your brother Faulkner. Thank you, sir. Do you believe, sir, if I'll ask God it'll leave you? I see you have a few more things, but that's your major thing, isn't it? I think you got a ruptured nerve there. That's right. I say send this ear over here. You believe with all your heart now, don't stop it. See, the only, the only way I know that is by some way I could tell it here. Because you know, you said up in all that. Our Heavenly Father, thou who knowest all things, come be merciful to my brother. He's suffering now, and Father, by your spirit, by your grace, I was able to tell the man what was wrong with him, Father. Right to his face, how could he doubt anything? But thou art here to make him well. I pray that you'll start right now, Father, and not suffer. May it all go away from him, and everywhere he's from, he'll be thankful and tell the man that he works with and so forth of your great power. And someone else will hear, and they'll come and be healed, and they'll give their hearts to thee. Lord, make him a testimony among unbelievers. I rebuke this demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Very stop, sir. Every vibration left. God bless you, my brother. Be a testimony in your neighborhood. Been dead since last Sunday a week. Now there's the vibration. 
Won't you look? Can you see my in here? This one looks. See, now I put my hand up to press it on this. You can't see the spots, of course, in where you're at. How many can see it back there, the difference in the hand up here? Your hand. Up here on the balcony. Can you see the difference in the two hands? Now, this is the first deck case. One of these ears are dead. He's got a kidney disorder. Suffering with his kidney.
Father dear, let me always walk softly by you. And I pray that you'll let me serve you as long as I live. And then, Father, even if I get tired, I'll try to wear you on. And then someday when life is over, may I meet everyone that I pray for, Father. When we rally at your throne, oh Christ, grant it. How I thank you. With all my heart, I thank you, Father. And I pray now that you will continue to be with me and heal the sick people. For thou seest that our doctors are just limited to certain powers. But, Father, thy power is unlimited. And thou hast raised up a, a horn of, of healing to the people. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father. And I pray, God, that it will continue on and on. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, I ask. Amen. Thank you very much, friend. Now, this is Val. Yes, young man. You understand English? I see you're suffering with a two burglar. I look at my hands. Are you seeing those spots coming up on my hand? Look at this one here. See the difference? Now, God has certainly rewarded you Spanish people. I presume that's what you are, Spanish people. As many of them heal. I'm going down into your home country, down in Mexico, in a few weeks. I trust that you'll be a testimony. You will serve God, will you, young man? You will. Our Heavenly Father, you who created this young man, who brought him here to the earth, and he's just here, a youth, could mean so much to your kingdom, Father, among young men today that's gone astray. But he wants to serve you, and Satan has bound him. But now thou hast for him to be he. Come today, just as he, the children of Israel did to the brazen serpent, to look and live. Help me, Father, and may this young man can be a strong, fine, young, a testimony that will just alarm among his people. Granted, Father, may he start gaining weight from this very day. Now, Satan, thou demon of tuberculosis, I come to meet thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of the boy. I assure thee to leave him in the name of Jesus Christ. A young man, before I raise my head to look at my hand, my hand has turned white, hasn't it? Where it was red and flashy, I'm pointing to it. Is that right? It's turned white. I kept my hand in the same position. Is that right? Yes, right. What's the matter? It's your sign. You're going home to be well now. That's right, sir. All right, you may raise your head, audience. Young Spanish boy standing here. The vibration of Tuberker on, on my hand. And now every bit of it has left. Every bit. Now you can go and be... Now you was looking at my hand. You noticed it, is that? Yes, I did. You're all right. Now you go home, you're going to get well and start gaining weight. Eat plenty of good wholesome food, get sleep. You're broke down, so just you build up. Let's praise the Lord, everyone. Thou art here to make the sick to be well again. 
and here stands this poor old Spanish mother crippled up here with rheumatism. Father, I cannot talk to her. She does not hear my prayer, doesn't understand it. But I know you do, Father. You understand all languages, speaking all languages. And I pray, dear God, that somehow that you will let her know in her heart that I'm interceding with all my heart for her. That you will liberate her from this rheumatism today, Grandfather. And I feel that you're going to give us such a great meeting down in their country, down in Mexico. Now may she walk out of the building hole today, Father. If it be thy divine will, grant it, dear God. For I beg it for you, of you, for her, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thou demon that's crippled the woman up with rheumatism, leave her in the name of Jesus Christ. Keep your head bowed seemingly. The vibration left her hand. I don't know what it's done for her. I, young lady, you, you talk to her. Now you tell her that I said to raise up her, her right foot like this. Now tell her to walk following me. Don't doubt nothing. Tell her walk out on following me. Now you raise your head. Let's say praise the Lord ever and, uh, Isn't the Lord Jesus wonderful? Isn't he a wonderful healer? Now, if you just bow your heads again, real lovely for a few moments, you know. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Sissy, how did that, do you injure it some way? It's turned into an ulcer. You don't know how it comes. No. Yes, it's probably something. See the vibration from it? It's an ulcer. How long have you had it, sister? Thirteen years. Thirteen years it's been running. Now, you believe if I ask the Lord Jesus, now there's something there to doing that, keeping that corruption all the time coming from it. Is it below your... Is it it's in my ankle. in your ankle. Well, now, how old are you? Twenty. Twenty. Now, a little lady, if I ask God with all my heart, you believe that, that thing will just start and dry up and get well now and be well. Will you serve him all your days? You'll love Jesus and you'll serve him. Will you do that? You will. I just bow your head. A little Spanish lady standing here has had an open sore for years. It's an ulcer running from her foot. Oh, Father, no doubt with what many doctors have tucked that foot into their hand and weep. They went through their prescription pad and wrote out different things to try their best to help this little lady. They've done all they know how to do, Father. She's done all she knows how to do. And now she's come to me and I'm doing all I know how to do. Now, Father, I know you know how to do it. You're the only one that can do it. And that's why we're talking to you, Lord, from the very depths of our hearts. Father, I believe that the little lady would be a testimony for you. Her little life might be given to you that you could use her to testify and tell her people of how that sore had been on her for years. Now, Father, I pray that you'll hear me. 
for the praise of thy son, Jesus. Thou demon, as a lady all these years, I come to meet thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, or thee. Little lady, you raise your head. Something happens around the hand. It's turned a different color, hasn't it? Now, what's happened? That's my sign. Now, do you believe that with all your heart? You believe you're going to get well? Where are you living, sister? Miami, Arizona. Oh, I believe I had an invitation to come up to your country up there. Now look, if I get to come up there, you go to about this and tell the people that you will. Now you notice a few days, what you've been bathing in, salt, Epsom salt, and stuff like that? No, nothing so far. Now you're, you're looking at that place on there, that ulcer. It's going to start drying up. You'll begin to notice it around the edge. It's like anything is putting something on it to heal it, you see. But God has done the healing, you see. The life that was in there causing that, that germ, the infection in there, gone now. See? They start. Now, if you believe it with all your heart, see, it's your faith that's going to save you. See? You believe it. Well, God bless you. You'll get well then. Now, Mother, of course you understand that days are very short for you, aren't you? There's not much more can be done, and you want to live, I want to live, we all want to live, Mother. Don't cry now, look. Now, look. I've got a dear old mother at home today, if she's living. I trust she is. She's praying for me. I've got a wife and two little children praying for me. A church of people praying, and all over the nation, that's why I stay in the way I am, sister. There's thousands and thousands praying for me everywhere. Now, Jesus hears their prayer. Now, you've got a cancer. You know it, don't you? Now, if you just believe the others are healed, not everyone that I pray for is healed. No, many of them die. Many of them, but it'll determine what it's going to do right away. You'll either get well or die right away. Now, you want to be well. And I'm going to ask Christ to let you get well. And you believe it with all your heart, your days will be prolonged for many. You believe that? You will. Our Heavenly Father, as this poor old mother lays her hand on mine, did her hand all wrinkled up. I'm thinking, Father, my own poor little wrinkled-handed mother, many miles away, no doubt but what this hand has washed in many a hard day in the tub. Might have worked to keep soul and body together, raise the little children. When they may cry, there's no hand in the world could stroke back the tears and bring joy to the little cheeks like this hand could. But now, Father, slaying on mine, it needs a touch of another hand. The one that was scarred at Calvary, so free. Oh, Christ, help us to believe you. Just take your word. And this big, hideous demon of a cancer, black and fierce, she's helpless, Father. The doctor's powerless, but thou hast power over him. I bring her to thee, Father. Leading with my own unworthy hands, I lead her to you. Will you heal her, Lord? Now give thy servant's voice power, will you, Lord? That'll scare this cancer from her. Thou demon, I come to meet you as the anointed gift of God. Now I meet you in the name of Jesus Christ. You come out of the woman. I adjure thee to leave her in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Leave her. 
months happened. I go on your road rejoicing. Doubt nothing. Go get well now. Oh my. Let's give God a praise. He said, I knew all the time I would when I got here. Bless her little heart. Here's another cancer case. So you come from Chicago, lady? I'm going to visit that lovely city one of these days. I'm supposed to be there in May, or late part of February, there at the stadium. I'm not sure yet. Will you come to the platform and give a testimony at the stadium when you get there, wherever I'm at? You will? All right. Now, not a testimony. I want you to testify that God is good with you. If He will do it now. You'll love him and serve him all your days. I just be real reverent. There's a lady who's come many hundreds of miles, yes, and thousands of miles for the cancer. She's in Chicago. I look at this thing. You're watching my hand there, I guess. First spot, how they come to all of them. I watch this for a few minutes. Again, white spots in there. She's suffering with cancer, and thou alone, Lord, can heal her. And she's come all the way from Chicago to God. You let her now. Thankful. And she promised that she would test people. She would come up to the stadium if thou should send thy servant there and will witness to the healing power. And you're the only one who can take this demon from her body. Therefore, dear God, I come to you asking with all my heart that you'll do it. Say, for this cancer, the very life of it, I come to meet you of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. I adjure thee to leave her, come out of her, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Your own out there, didn't you? Know what it was? It means, Mother, that you're going to live yet. You're going to return to Chicago and be a testimony for God. You raise your head, audience. Everything left for later. God bless you, my teacher. What's your name? God bless you. Let's pray to God. Always in Chicago, down to Queen's Uh, little, A sister from Chicago now. You may have in a few days a sick spell, but don't notice that, you see. If you go to get sick and upset or something, don't notice that. If you don't never notice nothing, just have it in your mind that you believe. See, that's the reaction of it. Just you from Chicago, just a moment. Sister, turn around. Sister Walter, I'll you stand up. There's a lady that died in my prayer line. Heart, colon, and liver. About eight months ago or two years. That right, Sister Walter? I told you to have a sick spell. You had it in your sister's phone. Now, you there's two ladies. There's one that was prayed for with the cancer of the heart. And here, and cold and liver. And here is the lady just now prayed for from Chicago. Isn't it wonderful the two sisters talk one to another? One is healed and well. The other has just been touched by the hands of God. Let's say praise God for you. Esther, I see you. 
several things wrong. This burning is in your chest. Does it seem to be up around in, up in this way? Just down to the Oh, down in the chest. Your rheumatism may be crippled. You have a cough, too, don't you? Cough quite a bit. Yes, Cause you to miss your sleep. Everything gets coughing, hacking in your throat. Yes, now, there's only one way that I know that. That's through God, isn't it? That's the only way I know it. Now, you have faith and belief, brother. Oh, thank you, brother. That's very kind of you thinking that. Dear Heavenly Father, as my brother comes down, Satan has crippled him and bound him, and he's suffered. Oh, God, he's just in a prison house. And you alone, Lord, can bring him out of this prison. You're the only one who can make him get well. And he said, I believe that Jesus, with all my heart, and I believe Jesus sent you here. God, what a testimony of humility. I know that you'll hear his prayer. I know you hear mine, Father, and that you're going to let him get well. Therefore, Satan, I come to meet thee in the name of Jesus Christ, as God's anointed servant. I adjure by Jesus that you leave the man and come out of him. Dear sir, God has seen your tears. He has seen your faith. And you're touched by his power now. You can walk on. Be well. God, God bless you, my dear brother. Walk right on down the steps. You won't have to worry no more. Now, for you to raise your head. Just that pretty new for Let's praise the Lord. He said, I'm glad I met you. Glad he met Jesus. We're thankful for that. I'll bow your head, everyone, again, just for a few moments. She's been pretty sick, hasn't she? Oh, 
high, but tell that by vibration over her hand, so she'll know it, you know, she'll have faith. And then Stephen Thomas, let me keep an eye on some of you. We'll see here just a minute. Dear Father, you who knows our hearts and knows our bodies, this poor marvelous thing is suffering with this stomach trouble. Father, I can't speak to her in her language to let her know, Father, that this altar will have to dry up. It'll take a few days to do it. Unless thou does just go down and move it with your hand and brush it away. You have the power to do this, Father. Even make a new stomach. Oh, Father, I know that's a miracle. But it will be a miracle also, Father, secondarily, if you'll just let her get well. She wants to be well. The doctor has given her medicine. She's tried, but seemingly he can't catch the place, Father, for the poor thing is nervous because of this. Thou knowest all things. I pray thee, Father, to just give me that sign. I'll tell her. And if she'll believe, she'll be well, won't she, Lord? Satan, you come out of her. I adjure thee by Jesus Christ that you leave her. Now, you should explain it to her. But tell her now that she'll take her a few days to get well. It's vibration you're going you're going to be well it'll take maybe maybe anywhere from one to fifteen days or something like that for you to be well tell her after a while she'll just she'll just forget about it tell her just forget about it Tell her life of his dead. Tell her to always serve you. Can help me all the time, I don't see a vibration. Now, sir, there's only one thing that can help you. There's a little lady that comes here not long ago that her spine, that, uh, by taking a spinal anesthetic, have done something, and her nerves from the waist down, but she take it for childbirth, and she was paralyzed all the way down, no feeling, couldn't walk nothing. I paid for her, and I guess it was somewhat about, about eight or ten days, and she's out on the street walking, out of her wheelchair. Now, that's God can heal that woman. You too can heal her. You do, you'll get well if I'll ask the Lord Jesus to let you get well. Is this your wife? And you all want to be happy together. I know. I know how you feel about church, brother. When my wife called me for the Lord, I know how you want to be happy together. And I want you to be happy together. And you all will serve Christ all your life if you'll if you let him get well. Now, regardless of whether it's happening now, now you're going to believe it's going to be done anyhow. Now, by your picture, the one we're going to pray for, Brother Drew, paralyzed. Dear Father, I, I feel a little vibration from the man, but 
Don't you believe it, everybody? Let's praise God for it now. Got about 20 or 30 here that say they can't come back. And custodian of the auditorium to yield it. Just bear with us just for a few minutes. I'll just have a prayer for these people and pass them through the line. I appreciate it very much for the time. As you do every this moment, I want to pray for each one of you now. The loved ones, you hear a few little lines here that can't come back now for the next service. Uh, for you, you go believe God. If I just ask you, you're going to get well. Aren't you, young lady? You can get you believe it, you don't you, sister. You're going to get well, aren't you? If I ask God, you believe it. I guess it's because she's dead. <laughs> well, all right. My brother Kitchen brings me word here that the bunch back in the audience there said, if I just pray for the platform, it'd be easy. That's when God can move this. That's right. Now, all right, bow your head and I'll uh, try to pray for just a few more. Give us about ten more minutes and then I'll pray for the entire audience. That's lovely, friend. Christ will love you for that. Father, I pray with all my heart that you heal this boy and will make him well. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask the Father. Amen. God bless you, young man. Now, is this the young lady that's deaf here? Is she deaf and dumb too? Your, your sister? Your niece. Was she born that way? She just went deaf and dumb. A prowess that made her deaf and Now, it can happen right here. Where are you from, Phoebe? Oh, the music studio there? That night. Well, last week five, from the music studio went home speaking and hearing. I do not say she's a... Of course, if she begins to talk, her speech will be like a little baby. There's no vibration from it. She just paralyzes her. Paralyzes her nerves and vocal parts. Now, here's a young lady that's deaf and dumb. She's from Michigan. Come to... Mesa, excuse me, I didn't get it right. From Mesa... She's in the meat field. And now, if she's, she's had what, what polio? Polio paralyzed her hearing, and of course, that's on the same nerve, you know, the speech and hearing. Now, if I'll ask God, the lady's going to believe it, that the girl's going to get all right. Now, he can open her ears now. That I don't know. I can't say. He can make her speak now. I couldn't say. If she does, it'll be like a baby. She couldn't talk plain. But it's uh, not now. I'll have to make signs to her and ask her to believe. Father, lovely little girl named here, bless her heart. She's small and cut off her hearing and her speech. And I don't believe she wants to be healed for any evil thing, but this other person standing by her, Lord, with tears in her eyes, wants to Want her to get well, Father, so she can come back out of the school and they can go to church and hear the message and sing the praises of God. Oh God, I'm thinking of those five little children up in Oregon last week. Or I don't know how that you healed them, brought them out of the school, and the doctors pronounced them well and sent them home to their loved ones. How did that lovely doctor? Oh Father, have mercy on her. I pray that she'll recover from this immediately. And if it be thy will, Father, 
when our servant sends out this rebuke, may Satan leave her now, and she be able to speak and hear it right now. If not, Father, thou knowest my heart, we believe that she will. For I ask thee to leave her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I keep your head bowed for the God.
Jackson and raise your head. We just had time to wait with her a little bit. We've got to watch her. Jeremy, what's you? God bless you. Let's say praise to the Lord. Bow your head, every word. Every who's with her, just tell her, just start coming now. Bow your head, we got her heard. We told this in many places. Yes, ma'am. Now, sister dear. So you're a minister's wife. Um, my wife knows how to sympathize with you. Her husband gone. Well, now, you're, what it is, you've called her that God is going to be a sinner. Dear Father, Thou who knowest the heart of all people, and this is Your servant, a young minister, oh God, may their life be fruitful for You, Father, for we see we haven't got many more days to work, and then we shall seek Jesus. And Father, sir, we would seek Jesus. Oh, how we love Him. And I thank you for the young minister, and I pray, Father, that his life will be very fruitful. And his companion comes up now today, before you have sent for him, that his wife might be healed. And now, Father, hear the prayer of your servant. And as they go about to the country train, preaching, may they take this testimony that thou art the healer also. Thou demon. Leave this woman in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, young lady. Every vibration of it has gone. Now look, your stomach's raw. Just like if there's something rash on your hand, you put something on it, and it's uh, and it started getting better. Not well. Take a while, you'll even forget the ever had it. You'll be all right. God bless you. What's your husband's name? Reverend Beckham. God bless you. He said, that's all right. When I get up there and see Brother Branham, when I go back, I'll have this priest in my arms. The little boy was instantly delivered, took off the brace, and walked down the floor with it on his back. Is that right? Yes. Let's say praise the Lord. God is real. Now let's see. How many more? The brother said we've already, that we're going to have to close the doors. If these people cannot come back, I'm just going to ask a prayer for everyone. Let just as many as you can take through the line. You will be with me, sister. It's not that I, you understand how it is. I want to have a prayer with each one of you. But first thing I want to say that we thank God for deliverance for everyone that they can read Now we want to pray for everyone in the line and let them pray through so I put my hands on. The Bible says they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This. Our Heavenly Father, Thou knowest that our time is up, and we know many times you turn through the multitude, and one of the sides are red. But Father, this is the time that these ministers have to get to their churches. And oh God, maybe some souls be saved because of this afternoon. May their ministry be naughty tonight. May Brother Foster, Brother Outlaw, Brother Fuller, all the brothers here, Father, your ministers in here, may they be so anointed tonight that the power of God will be in their lips and they'll speak like never before. May sinners weep their way to Calvary and there be filled with the Spirit of God. Oh, Father, may many, even tonight, be saved, friends. And these who are coming through the line now, thou knowest, and may your 
spirit be so strong that when they pass by and I take a hold of their hand, may the blessing of God rest upon each of them. May they leave this building this afternoon rejoicing and thanking you for their needs. For we realize that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things you don't see, taste, feel, smell, or hear. God grant it, may they all be well. And we offer thee thanks and praise for all that you have done and all that you're going to do yet in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, let's stand every one of us just for a moment. Now, while I'm passing you through, I want you all to sing that song with me. And brother, one of the song leaders, will you come here, song leader, ever be the song leader of the, the choir here? Come here, brother Hershey. I want you to sing all you believe. I want you ministers to walk right out there where the prayer line is. Be praying for them as they come to the line. When you do it now, everybody will stand. Just a few moments and go past about 15 to 20 feet here. Just to shake their hand when they pass through. You need songs from each other. God Thank you. 
I wish you had faith in yeah. Where are you from? Tempe. All right. Now, just have a good courage. Now, you'll notice. May not be off a week. You're almost the end of life journey. Now, you look. The leopard said, that why don't we sit here until we die? If we sit here, we die. We go out there, we die. So let's go down here to the camp. They kill us. We die. When they went out there, God rewarded Now, he rewarded you. Now, you come here. I want you to get your husband. I want you to ride you. Let me go. I believe I used to go. Let me die. Let you have faith. God bless you. Brothers, that's your friend. Says that right? Well, God, be merciful. Lovely to you, my brother. Yes, Lord God. All right, here's a little dead boy. Now, with just this one more case, I think they're going to let us go. Was he born dead? Dead since birth. The little fellow won't know much about about what hearing means. But now, if you just give me your undivided attention, I truly believe that the young man with the cancer has been touched of Almighty God. Now, don't stir around while I'm trying to get this dead spirit. I prayed for him a few moments ago, but it wouldn't. So I'm just going to try to see if I can make a meeting now by overpowering it by faith, you see. And if I'm wrong, God forgive me. I don't want to do it, you see. But I'm just going to ask the Lord when I give a rebuke to it. I've never tried to rebuke it. I didn't pray for him, and it didn't take effect. So now, will you all be lovely and bow your head to Everybody, I pray, and all you ministers, and I'll pray. Dear Heavenly Father, a lovely little boy, born dead, stands here to be healed. And you're the only one who can give the little fellow back in cheering. And we know, Father, regardless, if thou dost not do it now, you will do it because your word is true. Your word says they shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Who shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Those who believe. And dear God, we know today that you could make light shine out of this pulpit. You could let me touch this microphone and cause light to shine out of this pulpit. I know you could, Father, for you're Almighty God. But it would be better. Many people that have more faith to go to the switch and turn on the light because they have seen it life before. Therefore, they know it would come of the light because it's happened before. And there they bring the little deaf boy today because to thy servant. Because if they had seen you through my humble prayers, give hearing to the deaf and to the dumb to speak and the blind to see. Therefore, they come with faith, Father, and that's how I come to you. I cannot come in my own name, for you could do it in my name. I know you could, Father. But I know that it will be done in Jesus' name because we have seen it done before. So I come humbly to the little boy, to you, to ask for his hearing. I ask, Father, if it be in your divine will to liberate the little man right now, that he'll begin to hear for the first time in life. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine. Satan, thou deaf spirit, I come to meet thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of the void. I adjure thee to leave him. Got it. Got it. 
praise the Lord everybody. I want you to notice the difference between this Sunday and Sunday before last. That was Brother Brandon's Sunday before last. This has been Almighty God. God bless you till I see you again. Let's just praise the Lord everyone.